Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rook with Dwayne Bussey with Bolt Marketing. We're seeing some mixed trade in the grains. Livestock futures have seen a little bit of two-sided action already this morning. Uh, Dwayne, corn market, when we say mixed, um, mixed within that complex because we've been on both sides of study there. Is it just going to kind of be a chop fest there today because we are in holiday mode already? I'm afraid that's exactly what we'll see today. And that's fine. We understand it's a Friday and everyone's ready for a holiday. And yeah, corn, we've seen, like you said, on both sides of unchanged. Now, as I glance, it's actually is unchanged on the day. So March probably isn't going to do much. You know, we made a, a new contract low a couple of days back. I'm worried about this Mexico-US rail uh, system we have going on, the stoppage there. So that's definitely a concern. But I don't think anyone wants a new position before the long holiday weekend. Yeah. We always talk about light volume being a time when you can push the market a little easier. You know, you said we made new contract lows this week. Are you thinking that the 450, which is long term support, is that going to hold here for a while in corn, you think? I sure think it should, Michelle. And the number one reason why is before we started this recent downturn in our prices, we were the cheapest corn in the world. So we shouldn't have to go lower. We should be getting good export demand. And we are. We saw it in the weekly sales. I get it. The thing that's missing is those big daily sales announcements that we see where China would buy our corn. That's what everyone wants to see to get long the market. But yeah, we're, we're not seeing that. But I don't know. To get back to answering your question, I, I think we can hold here and we should. Yeah. Corn's also been kind of at the mercy of other markets. One day it follows wheat. Some days it follows soybeans. But Generally, it follows wheat. So the wheat market's just a little bit higher this morning. Is that just some end of the year short covering or what? I'm afraid that's what it is because I, I can't really peg news items to say why wheat has to be up. Actually, you know, we've had some pretty good rains in the Southern Plains the last week and a half. We've got rains in the forecast for the areas that missed the rain. So we're getting recharged there. So that should pull the market down. But yeah, we're up a little bit. Maybe it goes back to the U.S. dollar trending lower. We're down to like a 101 on the index, which I'm, I'm loving that. So maybe that's giving the wheat a little bit of pop. But as far as a daily news announcement, I don't see anything that makes the wheat market go up today other than the lower U.S. dollar. Yeah. And like we say, end of year, a lot of these fund traders, they want to cash in some positions, um, take their profits if they have any. And they have been really short in this market, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, they sure have. You know, about a month ago, they were record short when you added the three wheat complexes together. And I think that's part of the rally we've had. Now, we also did have China step in and buy some of our wheat, too, which would be nice to see them step back in. And they might do that at the beginning of next year here because, you know, our wheat prices haven't gone up that high. And the U.S. dollar being lower probably still makes it attractive. But, you know, the key of the day is, yeah, end of the year position squaring. If the funds haven't already done it, they're probably looking to do it the first hour or two of trade today. And then they might escape a little bit early before the close. Yeah, no doubt. As many traders probably will. OK, <laughs> soybean market yesterday, we saw some improved rains in parts of Brazil and some of the drier areas. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we had some crop estimates coming out, pulling that crop. I think the lowest one I saw in Brazil down to 153 million metric tons. Yeah. So we're up today. When does the market decide it cares about that? Which day does it pick? That's a great question. I think what happened yesterday was probably more technically driven when I, I pulled okay. up the March contract as we're speaking here and it, that had a head and shoulders formation. And yesterday we broke the neckline, which 
usually means we're going to trend lower now. And, and I think that's what the market will probably do is go down and, and test like that 1282 level for the March uh, beans now. But but you're right. We got mixed reports. I mean, it's raining in Brazil right now. Next week's forecast shows even heavier rains in the driest areas of the north central region. So I understand the market going lower. But yet at the same time, we're getting these rains. We're getting all these private forecasters that are I'd say slashing their their production forecast. Now with Brazil, it always seems like we start with a really high yield and production forecast and then slash it back a ways. But it's funny that that people cutting their production just sure can't get this market to rally. I mean, we're up a little bit here on the opening this morning, but soybeans are already starting to struggle as we talk. And I think it's going to fall asleep here soon and probably drift lower. Yeah, I really felt like we've been ignoring those lower crop estimates. Do you think they'll be more important maybe when you flip the calendar to a new year yep. and we get into January? I, I really do. And the spreads are starting to say that too. I think the spreads are starting to say like, hey, we're still short supplies in the U.S. here. Now, yes, Brazil maybe has, well, let, let's put Brazil and Argentina together. Let's say that South America is going to have a big soybean crop, but that doesn't come till February. And we obviously don't know the size of it yet. You know, one week of rain here isn't going to fix the drought situation. They are going to be below normal average for rain unless something drastically changes. So I, I do think when we flip the calendar, I, I'm not going to say next week because I'm worried we're looking at a holiday trade next week. But I think we get into January. Soybeans could actually still take off. We had really good weekly export sales this week. We're getting daily sales announcements every once in a while. China's buying from us now. You know, whether they actually get shipped or not, that'll be a question for the bears can say that later. But Here's the thing is, Michelle, we don't have a lot of extra soybeans to sell, so we might have to rally to make sure they don't get shipped. Well, in that Jan March spread you talked about, we have narrowed that in here, especially this mm -hmm. last week, haven't we? We really have. That's exactly what I'm pointing at, is right. this, these spreads really narrowing in. They might go inverse. Well, we haven't seen that for a little while or for a mm -hmm. few weeks anyways. Okay, cattle market, what do you think there? Um We've been chopping around here already this morning, and even though we had some better cash trade in the north, the market's really concerned about maybe a surprise in this cattle on feed, or at least the right. trend the last couple of months has been, you know, more placements, and so we don't want to get caught here. You're exactly right. So the cattle market appears to have made a nice V-shaped bottom, right? And you go into this week and, you know, you'd like to see that rally continue. And from about Tuesday morning on, we've kind of traded sideways in a, in a wider range. I get it, but it doesn't feel like the bulls or the bears are going to win out because no one wants a new position before that report or the long holiday weekend. I mean, you got turmoil in the Middle East. I sure don't want a long position. I have gotten friendlier cattle. I mean, I was the bear before, but I really respect the way the funds stopped getting out of their long positions. So I, I don't know if they come running back in and go long, though. So I think it will take those fundamentals, like you mentioned, the higher cash cattle trade is going to have to pull us up. i not looking for a V bottom to take us all the way back to the highs, though, Michelle. Yeah. And if we get some cash trade in the South, that's better. Maybe that will help as well. We've only had just a little light business down there. Hog market has already been two-sided this morning, Dwayne. We're mm -hmm. back to the plus side. But again, hogs and pigs report out this afternoon. So are we squaring ahead of that? We are. I'm kind of impressed with the higher market here in hogs because I'm kind of anticipating a bearish report there myself. It just seems like they have been. That's been the trend lately. The the pigs per litter seem to always be higher than we think, and that in the end equals more more production. So little surprise to see it higher. But you know, we had good exports yesterday too, and China was in there buying some of our pork, and I think their market has bottomed. So maybe that's causing a bottom in our market too. But I don't think I'd be a buyer of Feb hogs at a premium to cash though. 
Sounds good. Thanks for joining us. Dwayne Bussey with Bolt Marketing. That is Markets Now. Mm -hmm.